Welcome to the Irish Tech News Podcast, where we will bring you some of the most interesting interviews and features from the world of tech. Visit irishtechnews.ie and check out our podcast section to explore all of our previous episodes. You can subscribe to our podcast using whatever your favourite app or service is by visiting anchor.fm forward slash irish-tech-news. Hello, I'm Mary Carty. Today, I'm really excited to be speaking to Antonio Abitable, Managing Director of Sony Innovation Fund Europe. Antonio has more than 20 years experience in venture capital and technology innovation. He joined Sony in 2000 and became Managing Director of the Sony Innovation Fund Europe in 2016. He currently works with a team of 14 across Europe as well as managing the Sony venture capital and corporate development arm in Europe and the Middle East. He sits on boards of several startups and he has acquired and integrated several companies on behalf of Sony Semiconductor Solutions. Antonio, I wanted to speak with you about the Sony Innovation Fund. But first of all, please tell us a little bit about you. Sure. My name is Antonio Vitabile, I'm Italian. I have a PhD in optoelectronics and also an MBA from London Business School in London. I've been actually living uh, abroad for uh, you know, uh, about 20 years and then about five years ago I returned to Italy uh, just in time for Brexit actually. I have been working for Sony for you know, more than 20 years. I've been doing this job of investing in innovative technology startups since 2003-2005 starting as a, as a technology scout and then making investments off balance sheet from Sony Corp. Uh, and then in 2016, we established a Sony Innovation Fund. So that's, that's me. Amazing journey. What's curious for me is to understand the type of companies that you're interested in. Is there a particular reason behind that? Or is the niche bigger? So... First of all, in many kind of large organizations, setting up kind of vehicles or open innovation vehicles like corporate venture capital, I think there is this famous innovation dilemma that that is kind of really the trigger for building those those kind of corporate venture capital vehicles. Because on one side, you have, let's say, the short-term kind of fights of business units. They need to focus on profit and quarterly reports and so on. But on the other side, you need to have a long-term view uh, and you need to bet on the long-term view. And, and, that's, and that's really the, 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 the trigger of setting up this type of corporate venture capital vehicle in large organizations uh, like Sony. So the kind of key motivation uh, has always been looking for kind of new growth opportunities, growing markets, innovative technologies that could open up some new markets or new business models for Sony. Uh, and th- that was kind of the key motive behind the, the institution of this of this uh, uh, corporate venture capital in Sony. And because of that, we are looking at areas that are not directly in the direction of Sony Corp, but are kind of adjacent. So areas and markets that we could actually, through those type of partnerships, move on the potential growth. So it was like a, pipe, a pathfinder, eyes and ears, just at the forefront. Of, of technology innovation and new markets opportunities. Uh, so Very that was kind of the reason why it was uh, instituted and originated this vehicle inside Sony. And 
the focus areas and what we are looking at are, are kind of ranging from deep tech and, and artificial intelligence into uh, uh, kind of entertainment, fintech, we are also looking at and, and imaging, digital imaging is another area of course also some service areas, some service companies like looking at uh, urban mobility and mobility service companies and so on but those are the kind of key, key focus that we're looking at that's very interesting and i think when it comes to investing and looking at the longer picture the and new things that are coming on the horizon when you look at a company and you look at the founder or the mm-hmm. founding team what do you look for? So, first of all, really, the venture capital and corporate venture capital, I mean, many people think, ah, you're investing in technology in a company. Actually, it's very much investing in people. So, people is really key. This is really a kind of people game. And so, I think for, and, and you know, for me, most important thing is, is of course, ambition yeah? and, and ego. So, usually, great founders, they've got big egos. And they are very ambitious people because the journey of a startup, uh, it requires to really have a, a kind of an obsessive belief in yourself and, and, and in your dreams because you are going through a journey of, of ups and downs. But together with, with this kind of um, ego and ambition, you need to have a, a lot of humbleness. You need to be very humble as well. And those are two key traits that are not kind of against each other. Uh, actually, they, they work very well together because if you are ambitious and you are also humble at the same time, uh, you can actually understand your own limitations. And then you, this helps you to kind of also find what are the, the people you need to pair with in order to make a great team. Uh, and I think those are the key, for me, ingredients of, of, of a successful startup. So ambitions and humbleness. So both, I think, are, are really uh, key three traits that I, I, I would like to see in founders. If you were to give advice to a company who wanted to approach you in the technologies and the verticals that you are interested in, what kind of advice would you tell them around communication and the relationship? Because the relationship between an investor and a founder and a founding company is really important. Do you have any good practice there that you can tell people to do? You know, I, I would be a little bit controversial when I say that. One piece of advice I would give to founders is don't look too much money. Look more the type of people you bring in the board. Because I think that, you know, especially now, there's so much liquidity that it's not difficult for good companies to find cash. But not always cash comes with good people. Because let's not forget, the team here is not only the founder and the management team under the founder and the, oper- the people that are doing the operations, but also the board has, has a very big influence on the company's success or, fa- or, or failure. And I've seen more and more cases where board members and the institutional investors and also CVCs, uh, they don't really get along with the founder uh, uh, vision. Yeah, because you have this kind of friction between VCs that they want to exit fast and the founders that they want to grow and grow and grow. So you have this kind of uh, dichotomy you know, all the time and, and the friction. And balancing that, managing that, it's really important. And again, it's about people and communication with the people and so on. So 
key advice. Don't look for the cash that you need because you need the cash to pay the salary and so on, but actually look for the board member that you bring in. And when it comes to that board member makeup, it's really important, I think, to have a good mixture of people on that board. Absolutely. What advice would you give around the makeup of that board? For the same reason I said, I said before, so this is a risky business and no one really knows what's the right direction, what are the right decisions to take. And there is always a, 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 you know, a substantial amount of ambiguity and, and risk involved. And for me, diversity is really key. It's actually something that, that I value most here it's in innovation in general. Diversity in gender, in diversity in also in expertise and capabilities, in culture. So a board that's, that, has a ve- that is very diverse for me, that brings on the table different perspective and different opinion is extremely valuable. Of course, it's also important to make sure the boards, you know, you don't have too many opinions as well, because you need to be also fast in decision making. So again, striking a good balance but definitely valuing the perspective and listening more than speaking sometimes, it is, it is really, really key. And so diversity for me is the key engine of, of, of innovation and success in my view. That's good. That's really important. And because this is a risky business, as you say, and because we are all rushing to make things happen, maybe we don't always pause long enough to reflect on who we include and who we leave out the other thing I wanted to ask you about was the investment landscape at the Mm -hmm. moment and I know that we're looking at reports that are saying that seed investment is down and particularly over this time of COVID Mm -hmm. do you think that will change is that just a blip or is this a symptom of a, a larger problem what do you think That is what we call the seed, let's say, uh, is now kind of series A. So there is a a, a huge jump in valuations. Again, what I see is that that there is a lot of liquidity in the market, a lot more competition. So it's very common to find companies in Europe that are looking for big rounds. And then you've got a US investor coming in and taking all the rounds. And then you are out. I see much more competition that is pushing up valuations, actually. So there is what we, we, we were seed companies before. Now they are what I am observing. And this is actually also pushing up the, the, the kind of the valuation of the companies. Uh, and there is a lot more competition. And paradoxically, especially in certain countries, for example, in France, the government is actually providing so many grants and support for certain startups that they don't need cash. So when you go there and you want to make the investment, you want to ne- make and negotiate the terms, you are in a kind of difficult position because, you know, you don't have bargaining power. Yeah, it's a kind of paradox because usually in, in time of crisis, you expect the opposite. Mm-hmm. But in certain countries, the government was so generous. that uh... <laughs> You're the second person this week who said to me about grants obscuring the real value and not using grant money as a basis for your valuation, that that's not a good idea. Absolutely. We watch this one with a lot of curiosity, I think, over the next 12 to 18 months. I wouldn't blame too much the startups here. I think it's more, I'm sorry to say, but it's the governments. Yeah. I think that they need, again, anytime 
government intervention is you know is done in, not in a proper way creates asset price distortion and, and that's that's a problem for the markets the risk is that you you end up in a kind of bubble situation not only this bubble is alimented by the the sparks you know the spark uh, boom in the us yeah so you, not only you have this situation that there's so much cash also you have so much spark yeah, happening so there is a very easy route to exit and this also pump up valuations yeah. the other thing i wanted to ask you today is about future trends and what you mm-hmm. are seeing emerging mm-hmm. what makes you excited now you know what i like about this my job is looking for you know always in a crisis you have opportunities i'm an optimist and and uh, you know in certain languages crisis is danger and opportunity at the same time i think what happened during the pandemic and, and there is much more sensibility towards the environment and and i you know you have this this kind of big trend around esg funds and i like this very much for one simple reason because there is this theme about technology for good so uh, going back to the founders uh, i like uh, ventures that can actually that are, that that are not only about making a profit or about money of course you cannot live without it you cannot live without money but if it's only about making a profit and and money then it's there is an issue there with the motives i mean it's not sustainable instead i really always like to see the the, the technology for good angle uh, so the social impact the the sustainability telemedicine yeah, uh, for example and digitalization of the healthcare it's a great future trend that would be accelerated even further that of course the pandemic helped but but it, it, i think that we we are going to ride that wave also urban mobility and uh, electrification uh, you know electric vehicles and 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 the kind of always looking at minimize the carbon footprint and and uh, building this infrastructure of charging points uh, for for electric vehicles uh, electric vehicles again these are these are uh, big uh, trends and and i think that they are really starting from northern europe now so norway and and sweden and so on and i see this actually coming you know and and becoming big and of course you have this big stimulus again coming from the governments and 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 we know governments they are very good at investing in infrastructure and this this will also help let's say the, the growth in the in that space of uh, electrification and 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 the, uh, of the infrastructure for electric vehicle yeah for example that's one uh, those are the, the key trends that, that 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 i that i see and again all those are in a, in a way kind of aligned with this technology for good a, a mantra that that i really like because again for for these motive, motives uh, of, of of the founders yeah i think you're right i think we've only scratched the surface i'd like to ask you about creative founders do you see any positive trends emerging for creative entrepreneurs so i think that one of the big uh, issues that we have seen in the pandemic is that artists and creative people uh, they find much more difficult to express themselves because you, you cannot go to live concerts during a pandemic we are creative being and we want to be able to express ourselves so how do we actually uh, address this and and we believe that a way to do that is through the virtual world you know we have invested some some money in some companies uh, in, in that space and 
And I think that we see this is a, 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 you know, a big trend. So being able to organize, let's say, live events through the virtual worlds, and we have seen some examples with Epic Games and so on. And that's one area that's it's really important because, again, we are addressing their unmet need because we, we don't have the possibility to go to, to live concerts. So that's, that's one area that for us it's, it's really key when we talk about uh, uh, creative uh, uh, contents and so on. Yeah. I think it's interesting too that mm. consumers will drive a lot of these innovations talking about sustainability and technology for good and the expectations that we have to try and replicate some of these things we have lost. There is opportunity there for people to really invent and find new ways. Absolutely. As you said, we are just scratching the surface here. I don't think we all understood yet what the true implication of this pandemic. I think it's going to take time to understand the, the, the real implication. And then we are going to come up with solutions, with creative solutions and new applications that will generate new markets. I think it's too early uh, yet to say, because we, you know, we are still you know, within the pandemic, actually. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, but, but I think that also the impact, uh, the fact that, that we are not, we are forced not to be social anymore, real social, I mean, meaning direct content and so on, that, that has impl- implications that, that, that I don't think they are well understood yet. Yeah. I mean, also on the mental health for people. Yeah? So, yeah. <laughs> so. I, I would completely agree. It would be years down the line before we figure this out. Yes. And finally, what do you think is the role for innovation funds and investors around that notion of sustainability and tech for good. The European Union now have announced lots of money for the new Green Deal and the Mm. new European Bauhaus. And I know that a lot more people are thinking about and trying to be a bit more responsible in what they do. And do you think that funds like yours and others have a responsibility? What should they do? How should you be thinking? Well, we, we are starting to look at uh, this kind of ESG. We have established a fund, an ESG fund of 10 million. It's a small fund. But also during due diligence, we actually check. We do a thorough check around those, those aspects for startups. So again, for, for us, it's a really important subject. And, and uh, for me, ESG is also about governance. is also what we talked about before, diversity. I think it's important to convey to the startup community that this is not a cost. You know, this is something that they could actually nurture. They could take and learn because if through my questionnaire during due diligence, I say, okay, how many, how many women you, you, you have in the board, you know, and how many different nationalities? I think this type of questions trigger a different thinking and also help the startup to think more about diversity. Yeah. So, again, they should see this as an opportunity. That's at least the way I see it yeah? and the way we see it. So ESG is important uh, for the community to be more successful. Yeah, yeah behavior change, isn't it? It's about That's giving right. people a nudge and also being a leader in developing these new practices that embed it. Yeah. Antonio, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out to speak to me and the Irish Tech News readers. It's been a pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Mary. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the latest Irish Tech News podcast. Check back every day for the latest episode. You can follow us on Twitter at Irish underscore tech news on Facebook. 
facebook.com forward slash Irish Tech News. On LinkedIn, linkedin.com forward slash company forward slash Irish dash tech dash news. On Instagram, instagram.com forward slash Irish Tech News dot IE. And on TikTok, tiktok.com forward slash at Irish Tech News.